welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris Comedy to Fix Your Life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, the solo, the uno, the four, my best friend in the whole wide world, but current audio engineer, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. Hey, what's up? Good to be back. Good to be back indeed. It's been a it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. We also have our current best friend in the whole wide world standing in the corner on standby whenever we need him. And we do need you, sir. Del, why don't you let the folks at home know you are real? I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much. You guys know me. My name is Chris. My name is in the podcast two times. Chris to Chris. I am the host of this show. That's probably how you know me. We we make a, a new episode quite frequently. I was going to say every single week, but we've, we've slowed that down to about uh, once or twice a month recently while we get other pro, uh, projects. I was going to say products, but projects complete like books, YouTubes, etc., etc. Got a lot going on. Once this upcoming week is over, I feel like I'll be able to catch up on life a little bit. It's been it's been a whirlwind. The first four months of the year are just busy as hell for me. And one day that will change. When we are doing this podcast full time, that will change. I can't wait for that day. See, we're trying to get 8 billion people listening to the show. And if we have 8 billion people, hell, if we have 6 billion people listening to the show, I'm sure that I could quit my full-time job and focus on this exclusively so let's let's make that happen if you're listening to the show right now and you're a new listener i want you to be a regular listener i want you to subscribe on your apple podcast your google podcast your stitcher your spotify's wherever you get your podcasts i want you to subscribe i want you to tell some people about it you know maybe some friends some family members some enemies whoever it is i want the people that you know to listen to this show you as well, of course. So, you know, if you're standing in line for your hot dog or your pizza at Costco, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you start up some small small talk conversation with somebody. Actually, we're going to have more on that later. Uh, wherever you are, whatever stranger you're talking to, like, hey, you know, uh, maybe you should listen to Chris to Chris. I'm sorry, sir. Did, did you say you want fries with that? Something like that. I don't know if I'm already losing the, the new listeners. Point is, I want you to listen to the show. We want 8 billion people listening to the show, and that's not possible if you are not a regular listener. Regardless of whether or not you speak the same language as me or understand the words I'm saying, as long as you are listening, I'm sure I can make money off of you somehow. Whew. Speaking of shows, we have a great one for you this week. We're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut of Justice League, or ja- uh, I was going to call him Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're going to talk about a King of the Hill reboot that sounds like it's really happening. We're going to talk about talking to strangers at a Costco. We're going to talk about illegal fireworks, voicemail, listener questions, a whole lot more. It's going to be fun. Let's just get this uh, wrote on the show, huh? I am currently sweating. It is 10.35 p.m. Pacific West Coast time right now. And... I'm sweating. I'm sweating. It was, and you know, it was only 88 degrees Fahrenheit for my non-freedom-loving listeners. 88 degrees Fahrenheit high today. And that just still means it's hot. It's hot. It's April. It's, it, it, it was April Fool's Day today, and I 
I am the fool. I am the fool because I, I, I'm not the fool. I knew this was going to happen. I'm the fool because I'm still here. I'm still here sweating it out. You know, a few months ago, the entire country was just covered in snow, except for California. And there was this joke going around. This guy busted out his his uh, tape measure, and he said, California has a foot of sunshine. Everyone, ha, 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 ha. Us Californians were just laughing it up. I wasn't laughing because I knew this day would come. Like I said, it's only 88 degrees, which is hot. Don't get me wrong, it's hot. But 88 degrees on April 1st means 108 degrees on July 1st. The real heat is coming. In the meantime, I'm still dealing with hot. You know, we moved into this new place, and my wife gets a lot colder than I do. So, last few months, it's been on the cooler side, right? So, she'd kick on the heat. I hate the heat so much that while I've been working from home, I just close the vent in here so the heater wouldn't blast in here at all. Now I'm about to reopen it so I can get some damn AC. So yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to the punishment that's coming because right now I'm just like bitching about 88 degrees. But what's coming is, you know that scene in Terminator 2? Uh, with uh, Sarah Connor, she's she has like a, a dream or a vision, and she's she's at a park, and she sees these kids playing around, but then she realizes that the nuclear explosions are coming from Skynet, and she she starts grabbing onto the chain link fence and shaking it, telling everybody they're all gonna die, and then the nuclear holocaust rains down upon them, and the explosion through the entire I don't know entire Los Angeles including that park and it just shock waves fly past them and all the debris is flying and flames are blazing and the entire park is burning and all of a sudden Sarah Connor's flesh is burned off of her and she just becomes a skeleton shaking the fence that's what's coming that's what's coming feels like it gets worse every year California's going to be on fire again. We know that's going to happen. It's just, it's just bad. Speaking of fire, Mike, Dell, have you guys become uh, Satanists over the last couple weeks? <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, there was a Lil Nas X. Is he considered a rapper? I don't know. I, I like Nas. I'm I'm old, I guess, so I like Nas. I'm not as familiar with Lil Nas X. I know he did the pseudo country song that I really don't know that well either. But I know that, you know, it's become a whole controversy. And that was kind of what was the goal here. I'm talking rather abstractly right now. So let's just get into the nitty gritty. There was a music video that was released within the last week and a half or so from Lil Nas X. And I think I think it was called Montero. And I before today I had only seen like little clips of it and read articles about like the stories and controversies surrounding it. But I finally actually saw the video itself. And for those that aren't familiar with what I'm talking about, or you know, maybe you're listening to the show ten years from now and you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, 
Lil Nas X, I, I guess we can call him a rapper, but from that music video I watched, there wasn't a lot of rapping going on. But that's kind of just mainstream rappers today in general. There's not a lot of rapping going on. So, I don't know, we'll call him a, a musician. And I'm not going to try to pretend like I can accurately summarize all of the meanings going on within this video, but there's a lot of uh, religious imagery. I think it starts off in the Garden of Eden, and he's getting like tempted by the snake, but the snake is also like, like his head is just totally, a, like it's a dick, right? Like I, like I said, I literally just watched this for the first time. I didn't read any impressions on anybody else's thoughts on that uh, snake head, but it's like a penis head. It's like a, it's like a penis. And yeah, you know, Lil Nas X, he wants the world to be like, yeah. Because I think he, he, he said that he, like he officially came out as gay, I want to say like a year or two ago. And he's super embracing it in his video, right? And there's been some controversy. And I think this whole thing was in, like created to inspire and drive and thrive off of controversy specifically from like the evangelical crowd the religious right crowd you know like it's totally capitalizing off of the fears and uh i don't know if you could say that, propaganda or what but like the 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 i i don't know a better way to describe it but this idea of attaching like homosexuality to the satanic panic is not a new one. And there's a lot going on in this video. Like I said, he starts in the Garden of Eden, penis snake head slithering around. And uh, I don't know, he's getting judged. I, I saw him compare like a, like I guess he, he copied one of the shots where he's in shackles. He copied that from a scene in SpongeBob, which makes sense given his age. But another thing apparently he copied, because it was co-directed according to the music video credits, but another thing he copied was, like, literally, like, maybe even you could say Stole, was a scene from another music video. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think she was Shia LaBeouf's ex-girlfriend. This sounds very, very gossipy for this podcast. If you're new to this show, this is not normally how things go. I'm just talking, trying to talk about something relevant, but here we are at... Uh, 11 minutes in talking about the great details of this video. Point is, uh, it sounds like it, he, like the director of this, I think her name is FKA Twigs. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. Fuck a Twigs? FKA Twigs? I don't know. Um, she has a music video where she slides down a pole from heaven to hell. And the exact same thing, practically shot for shot, happens in this video as well. Anyway, point is, he teamed up with this uh, marketing company that they know how to go viral, and they succeed at it quite often. And one of the things, uh, I, I didn't even see it in the video, but I saw it a lot in articles after. He was, uh, he's, they're selling these Satan shoes. Man, I wish I could remember the name of the company that the 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 social media company that he's working with. Anyway, Nike is suing them because 
these shoes have the Nike swish all over them. I don't know if they just bought some specific type of Nikes themselves and then just modified them after the fact or if they just made their own shoes and decided that they could throw the Nike swish on it. Either way, Nike is suing them because now, like I said, they have the evangelical crowd like swearing off of Nikes because I can't believe Nike would endorse Satanism. And Nike's like, we don't, we don't. <laughs> and to specify on these shoes, they're not just like, okay, featured in this music video that... Granted, shows heavenly, I don't know if you can call it heavenly imagery and hellish imagery. It's a music video. Uh, the I, One of the factors or one of the points of contention or the hot topics in this video is that, like I said, he slides down to hell and he ends up giving Satan a, a, a lap dance. I saw a funny headline from the article, something along the lines of... Uh, uh, Christians were mad that uh, <laughs> this music video depicted the devil as gay, as a homosexual. <laughs> like, my my devil is straight. <laughs> anyway, like I said, he teamed up with this company to sell these shoes. And it was this whole limited run thing. We're making 666 of these Satan shoes. And they have these, like, it has this, like, uh, keychain on it. I don't know how better way to describe it. It looks like a pewter or aluminum pentagram just hanging off of it. It's a, it's a, I don't know, what's it, not a good luck charm, but you know what I'm saying. It's a piece of metal hanging off of the front of the shoe. And then it's got a, a Bible verse written on, you know, I think I have it here. I made a picture for the uh, up and loaded uh, Twitter, which you should follow us at uploaded U P N L O A D E D. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Cracker, follow us. Uh, it's a Bible verse. It says Luke ten eighteen, and it's something about the devil falling or going to hell. I don't know. And like I said, they're only making six hundred and sixty six of these shoes. And each uh, pair of shoes, it'll say which one you got. So in the example picture, they say this pair is number six out of six hundred and sixty six. But uh, I don't think anybody's getting these shoes because, like I said, Nike is suing the hell out of them because now they've got... It's not just a matter of copyright infringement, right? They deal with that all the time. They're Nike. They, they've got people knocking them off in every which, you know, L.A., Chinatown, wherever. You can buy some bootleg Nikes. But it's not every day that you have a mainstream music artist with millions of follow i was gonna say following millions of followers uh trying to officially sell some shoes with your logo on them and you know throw in the fact that this mega conglomerate corporation tries very hard to not step too too far out into the weeds you know they they sided with Colin Kaepernick and you ha they had all kinds of people that were uh, buying Nikes to burn them, which is ridiculous. You're still paying Nike. Uh, but outside of that, you know, like that that's far out for Nike. But outside of that, they're not trying to say, hey, Nike supports uh, Joe Biden. Or Nike supports Donald Trump. They're not. They're they're trying very hard not to say those things, because they want money from people who are 
members of both parties. So, you know, Nike wasn't too pleased that all of a sudden they had all these people swearing off and hating on Nike for something that they weren't involved with at all. Oh, and another thing about these shoes is that uh, I think they said that every shoe comes with a drop of real human blood. And, you know, I don't know if that was true or not. But to me, it, it doesn't seem like these shoes are going to be sold at all. It, it just seems like a big marketing stunt that was very good for Lil Nas X. But Nike is not too happy. And that wasn't news. I, I don't know how, like, I don't think we, we don't normally get this far into the very beginning of this show. Uh, I just thought I would uh, talk about what's going on. And that's the, the most recent happenings in uh, not real news kind of thing. Don't worry, we got, we got real news coming. In the meantime, let's move on. It's just the tip of the week. So as I alluded to earlier, I went to Costco a couple of weeks ago to get stuff for my son's first birthday. I dropped like $300 there. And, you know, after I paid, I made my way towards the exit, as you do. When you uh, are, once you spend your money at Costco, they expect you to leave. And I expect to leave. I want to get out of there. So if you don't know, when you leave Costco, you have to show them your receipt at the door so that they can verify that you did not rob them or steal anything right and ever since my hair started getting long which was around march or april of last year costco has been taking their sweet time to make sure that i am not that thief so anyway as i'm leaving this woman this other customer my my fellow customer she almost uh, runs into my cart because she's just not paying attention to where she's going. She's just walking, talking to her husband about something. But her husband is off somewhere else because he's paying attention to where he's going. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she was from Africa because she had a, a thick African accent. And she was wearing an African dress. And she said, I am from Africa. At least that's what I heard. So, you know, she almost runs into my cart. So she, she starts talking to me. You know, she, like I said, she was practically talking to herself at that point. And I am I am now in her vicinity, so she's talking to me. She she noticed my cart. She, she noticed that I had a lot of stuff in there. And you know me, I'll talk to strangers. I'll talk to you about your, your, uh, your, your uh, Jesus in Korea and your mother God. I'll talk to you. So she's asking me about the stuff in my cart. I said, this? Oh, yeah. It's for my son's first birthday. Said it proud. It's my son's first birthday. So we're walking. We get to the end of the, the store. She's standing with me in line, waiting for the receipt checker to, to, to look at my hair for way too long. And the whole time, this lady, she's talking to me about how every month I should be saving just as much as what's in that basket as I'm, as I possibly can. Or what did she say? She said, everything that's in there, you should be saving just as much for your son's college education every month. First of all, first of all, I want to make it absolutely clear for everybody listening. 
I am a millennial. This woman was, uh, she was a boomer. Millennials love it. We absolutely love it when boomers give us financial advice. This generation absolutely destroyed the American dream for us, which is why it's, it's always so nice to hear somebody in their 60s tell me about saving money. You know, as if your generation did not kill wage growth and strip benefits away from my generation. I really appreciate you telling me what I should be doing. But it turns out that was her job. She's a financial advisor, and she wants to work with me to teach me how to save money so I don't have an, oh, God, she is still talking to me. She's still talking to me. She's still talking to me. So her husband had long since abandoned us in this conversation. He, he went to the car, which is also where I was trying to go, to mine. I was trying to go to my car, which I told her. I said, I, I got to go. I'm in a hurry. But she wanted my number so that I could personally block her from calling me ever again. And it was at that point I realized something. I have long hair. I have long hair. You know, it's not full-blown hair metal long, but it's, it's, it's metal long, right? Costco does not trust me enough to not rob them anymore. Why does this woman feel comfortable talking to me? Well, a couple things. I messed up by being nice and telling her that it was my son's birthday. But I could have done more. I could have had some face tats, right? I do not think, I honestly do not think that this woman would have said a word to me if I had some shitty tattoos on my face. You know, I could have had some teardrops or an area code or the word damaged on my forehead. But instead, I had nothing. Blank slate. Blank slate made, made her feel like she had lots of room to come on in. You know, she felt comfortable approaching me in a Costco to try to make me her client. So this week's tip is to get some tattoos on your face. It'll do you wonders. I just know it. I just know it. I'm, I'm going to get an appointment as soon as I get this vaccine. First place I'm going is the uh, tattoo parlor. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Sony and PlayStation Pictures, which is owned by Sony, they're, they're making a Ghost of Tsushima, or Tsushima. I don't know how you pronounce it. They're, they're making a, a Ghost of uh, Tsushima. I, I, I have a co-worker, and she unironically, like purposefully, I, I, she believes this is how the word is pronounced. You know the word tsunami. And the word Tsushima has some similarities to tsunami. She pronounces the word tsunami. Uh, she says, oh, Japan had uh, a tsunami. And more than one time, within like a span of multiple years, this woman has said this word to me. The same exact way. You know, the first time you hear somebody say it, like, oh, like, you know, they just messed up. Like, they were just thinking of the spelling of the word, but uh, that they don't really think the word is tsunami. But she, she calls it that every time. 
she says, you know, you you gotta avoid the the two tsunamis. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Sony is making a Ghost of Tsunami movie, Ghost of uh, Tsushima movie, and it's going to be directed by the guy who did the John Wick movies. Apparently, his name is Chad Chad Stahelski. At least that's what Sony's saying. You know, they say a lot of things. They had about 30 other directors lined up to do the Uncharted movie before they got the guy who made Venom to crank it out real quick. So we'll see. We'll see. I really liked uh, the the game Ghost of uh, Tsunami. I'm about halfway through it because, uh, you know, I've, I've been pretty busy over the last five months or so. I barely have time to play anything. Lately, I, I can play like 15 to 20 minutes of Mega Man X on my Switch. Before I have to go do something else, like record a podcast or whatever, you know? I'm currently stuck on the first Sigma level. It's just complete BS. It's just complete BS. Because you can you can play by the rules. You, you know, you, you figure out the, the, the boss order you're supposed to go. Because in Mega Man X, you got like, uh, I don't know, what, six bosses? Something like that. And... Each boss has a certain weakness. You figure out which one you're supposed to fight first with which weapons. You know, you do what you're supposed to do. It, it, it's challenging, but it's doable. And then you get to that first Sigma level, and it's just bullshit. Just bullshit. Not like not because of the boss, like the first mid-level boss. His name is Vile. It's not because of that. It's because of the platforming. Like, you have to, like grind through these these uh enemies that take a long time to kill or longish time but it's really these stupid flying helicopter uh controller looking bug enemies that keep respawning every time you, you scroll off the screen just a little bit it's just bs you don't you don't need to hear my uh complaints about it but i'm not i'm not pleased with it I'm not pleased with it. I'm skipping. I'm thinking of uh, skipping ahead straight to Mega Man X4 because that's the one I really want to play now. I don't know. Anyway, we're talking about this movie, right? <laughs> we'll see if it actually pans out. You know, Sony. I, I I'm a hundred percent sure that they are going to push for a PG-13 rating, even though Ghost of Tsunami is rated M. Is it M or M A M? It's rated M for mature, seventeen and up in the americas and you know the equivalent everywhere else it's got some violence right it's got decapitations and limb dismemberment and blood but remember they got the venom guy and venom was also produced by sony that's right and venom from what i remember sony originally said hey guess what deadpool made a ton of money it was rated r we're gonna do that too. We got the we got the Spider Mans. Those are PG thirteens. We're not messing with that. But Venom is darker. We're going for that art rating, R rating too. But they pushed out at the very last second. I think it was because of Tom Rothman, who I believe joined Sony Pictures around that time or a little bit beforehand. And that dude was also trying to push for Deadpool to be rated PG thirteen. I'm not a big fan of this dude. He's made a lot of uh. Decisions I'm not a fan of, uh, mo- movically speaking, filmically speaking. So, Venom made a ton of money as a PG-13 movie. 
So I, I think they just it just bolstered them. It just reinforced the idea, like, oh yeah, that was the right call. That was the right call. Of course, we made way more money than we would have if we went rated R for this. So Venom Two, I think, is going to be PG thirteen. Ghost of Tsunami, the movie, is going to be PG thirteen. I don't know. That that's my that's my guess, and I think I'm right. Because I have to be right. I'm I'm the host of this podcast. I can never be wrong. Anyway, that's your uh, video game corner news for this week. Let's move on uh, to the Snyder Cut. Or what's his name? We said his name was Jack Snyder. Jack Snyder's Justice League came out on HBO Maximum about a week or two. And it's four hours long. And it's presented in a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, which when they first revealed the trailer for it, it was in 4 by 3 I thought, like, these, 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 I, I, I used the swear word, um, should I say it or not? I know I've already said, uh, bullshit and BS. These assholes, that's what I was saying. I was like, these, you know, they're, they're just going, like, I was watching the trailer on my phone. But, like, I was so irritated that I saw a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Because when you see that, it's often because they cut that trailer to be viewed, like, they literally cut off the sides of it so it could be viewed in uh, vertical mode on your phone. Like, if you're scrolling through Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and uh, you see the trailer, you, you, you're you not burdened with a 16 by 9 aspect ratio uh, in your in your vertically held phone. You know, they, they don't want you, they don't want to expect you to turn your phone sideways to see the, the trailer in all its glory on your phone. But that was not what was going on. The 4 by 3 aspect ratio I saw was actually intentional. That's how the movie is released on HBO Max. Because the movie apparently was filmed in IMAX, which uses a uh, special IMAX camera. The film is different. It's a different aspect ratio. It's, what is it, 35 millimeters to 70 millimeters, I believe? Something like that. Point is, it makes sense in its own right. Because if you were to see the Snyder Cut, in theaters, as it was originally the plan once upon a time many moons ago, if you were to do that, and you were not in an IMAX theater, you were going to see a cropped version of that movie. They would have cut off the tops and bottom of that shot. Instead, you got it. You got it, but it's very confusing to the general public that isn't you know, really aware of this stuff. So a lot of people were pissed off, but once I understood that the whole thing was shot for IMAX, I got it. But also, I I, I kind of get the counter-argument, too, in that nobody has, I was going to say the vast majority, but no, literally nobody has an IMAX screen <laughs> in their house. So they're watching a 4x3 picture on their 16x9 TV. Them's just the facts. Anyway, just thought I'd talk about that for a little bit. Uh, they also 
released the Zack Snyder self-indulgence version, which is in black and white. And I, there's a part of me that can't stop thinking about this, but I know that there are people out there that watched Zack Snyder's Justice League four hours straight. They didn't take any breaks. It took me about six or seven days to finish it. But there are people that watch the four four hours straight, and then right after that, HBO recommended the black and white version. I think they call it just, this, the Justice's Gray version. And those people, they watched it for four hours, they saw the recommendation, and they just started watching the, the, the black and white version right away. They spent eight hours that day watching the Justice League movie. And, you know, I saw it. It was alright. It was alright. It wasn't like I I I I think I rented it. The theatrical version. I think I rented it on Amazon years ago. And I remember very little of it. I was not impressed. My wife was not impressed. It was not a good movie. This movie I at least remember a lot more of it. It's much more comprehensible. It's much more entertaining. And I even liked it better than Batman v Superman, which I was not a big fan of. I wanted to be a fan of that movie because I'm a big fan of Batman, but I was not a big fan of that movie. I haven't seen the R-rated three-hour cut of that, though, but I heard heard it makes it a little better. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but I did think it was ballsy because he only recorded about four minutes or so of new footage, and I think the entirety of that newly recorded footage was for the very last scene in the movie and i won't spoil it what i will say is that he pretty much blows that extra budget on getting fans to create like he's trying to stoke that fire it's very clear that he's trying to create a demand from the fans to allow him to make more of these movies. Like, it's just sequel bait after sequel bait near the very end of the the movies. (coughs) And Warner Brothers is not happy about it. Like, there's a whole uh, internal politics going on between Warner Brothers and AT&T, who now owns Warner Brothers. AT&T is the only reason this version of the movie got made, because they saw there was all this demand for the Snyder Cut, and they needed some kind of content to get people interested in subscribing to HBO Max. So it was a no-brainer to them. Warner Brothers didn't want this at all. The the producers, the higher-ups at Warner Brothers are not happy about it because now they have this version of this movie that takes a completely different direction from where they were planning on going. And he just left it as this, with all these loose threads that only he can tie up. And Warner Brothers has no current plans on doing so. So we'll see. We'll see what AT&T ends up doing because AT&T has no problem apparently pissing off the uh, filmmakers and producers at Warner Brothers. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's move on to the news. So a few weeks ago, we had our very special Sonic the Hedgehog podcast with the uh, streamer The Midlane. 
It was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to that episode, go ahead and uh, go back. It's called Cow Garden. You'll have a good time. So a few days after that podcast aired, a house blew up. A home, I think it was a two-story home, blew up. It exploded in Ontario, California. And as far as we know, the explosion was not related to that Sonic episode. So keep our name out that, please. But uh, this was actually fairly close to my job, you know, before I started working from home. But uh, I think the the vaccines are going to shut down that whole awesome part of my life very soon. I think they're going to try to get me back to work. You know, they, they sent out emails not long after people started working from home. And they said, hey, working from home is great. Your produ- productivity is up. We can't wait to get you back in the office. So I, ho- I hope they don't, but it sounds like the higher-ups are just uh, determined to just absolutely kill the the good morale as soon as they possibly can. Speaking of kill, uh, the two guys that lived in this house, they died, unfortunately. And one of them was fairly young. I think they were, they were cousins. One was, uh, I want to say 20, and the other one was 38. So apparently they were storing just tons of illegal fireworks out there or in in there in that house and something i don't know what it was something set off those fireworks or just one it really just takes one right especially if you got them all stored together but uh something set them off there's lots of footage of it on youtube just google or go on to youtube and search ontario fireworks explosion you'll you'll uh, get the whole goods uh i actually used to hate that fireworks were illegal out in this area because I felt like I never got to find out if I was supposed to be a pyromaniac, you know? Never got to really explore whether or not I would enjoy being one of those people that set California on fire every year. But I haven't done it. I haven't done it. Just for any, uh, any, uh, policias that might be listening. So I used to be mad about that. But now I'm kind of glad, kind of glad, because these fools will fire these fireworks off in the middle of the night, any time of year, right next door. Actually, like I said, we we just moved, but we just moved to a city where they are legal. I think they're legal all year round here, even though it's still Southern California. We're just as flammable as the next city over, but they're legal here because the city is it's more fun. It's more free. But uh, we don't we don't have a dog at the moment. We have a, a baby that uh, does not need to be woken up by assholes lighting off their fireworks in the middle of the night. Uh, may these assholes rest in peace. Is that is that a faux pas to word it like that, Mike? No, you know, edit that out, please. Uh, that was the local story. I, I I I just wanted to share something local that it made the headlines like. The footage is crazy. There's one of the houses, like the neighbors had horses right next to her. I don't know if those horses can hear anymore because there was a huge explosion sound as well. In addition to just fireworks going off crazily in the middle of the day, like a Biden inauguration, uh, there was a, a giant explosion that could be heard from far and wide. So it was a big deal. 
it was a big deal. So I just thought I would uh, share the story with you and, uh, you know, leave it as a, a tale of caution. Don't, maybe if you have a bunch of illegal fireworks, store them in a gun safe or something. I, I honestly don't know what the solution here is, except uh, keep them away from flames, sparks. I don't know. Spend your money on something else. Like I said, I want to I wanna light up some fireworks, but I also don't want to be responsible for blowing up my house and ending my life. Anyway, uh, oh, hey, looks like we got a voicemail here. Uh, why don't we play it? I believe this is from Mr. You know, I won't spoil it. Let's uh, just go ahead and play the tape. Hello, this is I, Colos Dolos. Colos. Christopher, I need your help. I went and got all of the vaccines at once. I got the Johnson & Johnson, the Pfizer, and the Moderna. Mm -hmm. And now I have these drones following me all over the place. Mm -hmm. I just need a place to lay low for a while. Do you think Michael could take me in just till, till the government is out searching for me and the voices go away? Thank you very much for the voicemail, Mr. Colos Dolos. Uh, wow. That is... Uh... That is quite the ride here because you were able to get, sounds like three vaccines, I guess technically five because I think the Pfizer and Moderna ones both require two separate injections and the Johnson & Johnson makes five. So congratulations, first of all, for being so thoroughly vaccinated. I don't know if there's any side effects outside of drones and voices. But to cut to the chase and answer your question, yes, absolutely, sir. Uh, Mike is looking at me. He's shaking his head no, but his eyes and his heart say yes. Uh, he would absolutely be thrilled to uh, hang on to you, uh, host host you for the next, uh, I don't know, however long it takes to fix you. However long it takes to fix you, bud. Uh he also sounds very excited to uh, get him some of those uh, drones and voices. So thank you very much for the voicemail, Colos. If you guys are interested in leaving us a voicemail, you can do so by uh, calling us up at 909-GUN-DOPE. That's 909-GUN-DOPE. Leave us a voicemail. We will probably play it on the show. Whether or not you're combative or critical, you know, we can be critical of you as well. But also if you just want to shower praise on us, uh, that would be lovely. Anyway. I wanted to talk briefly about this uh, King of the Hill reboot. You know, this was first floated a few years ago. Apparently, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels had this idea, and they talked about it publicly, about bringing the show back in the modern time, aging the characters up. And apparently, Fox wasn't interested back then. Like, nah. It was a show, to be honest. It was a show that Fox would have canceled years before... It was actually canceled, but it consistently had good ratings despite Fox doing its best to kill. You know, they, they would play new episodes when like a NASCAR race was actually was going on or, or in the middle of a football game. So like when the game was over, the new episode would uh, immediately start like 20 minutes in or whatever. Despite all that, the fan base was that strong because it was such a good show that uh, Fox, like business-wise, it just made sense to keep renewing it. All the way up to 13 seasons, and they finally uh, 
finally cut the cord on it. But now, you know, the time has passed. We, we've moved through different eras. We, we, we've had, uh, since, since the show was over, you know, I think the show ended in the first Obama presidency or shortly after, around the first Obama presidency or, or term. Since then, we've had Trump. Now uh, we've had, uh, we have Biden. Uh, there's been a lot that's been going on since then besides different presidents as well. So it's a different world. And the idea now for this reboot is to age the characters up uh, 15 years, at least according to one of the former writers for the show. Uh, he did a AMA and Ask Me Anything on Reddit recently. What was his name? His name was... Um... Brent Forrester, and he said on the <coughs> the Reddit thread that uh, Mike Mike Judge and Greg Daniels would probably get pissed off at him for saying it, but he said that uh, they were in hot negotiations to return for the reboot. And you know, I've been hearing rumblings about this reboot for the last uh, couple months, so I don't want to get my hopes up, but it sounds like it's happening. So I'm very excited about that. I'm a big fan of the show. And you should be too. You know, uh, when the show was first airing, for the first couple of years, I was like you. I was an idiot. I thought, ah, this, I don't want to watch this. It's a show about rednecks, for rednecks. That's not what the show is. It's not. It's one of the greatest satires of our time. So uh, check it out. Check it out. Anyway, uh, the show might be coming back. There's a... Uh, some fuzzy areas here. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I'm not a big fan of Disney's policy on smoking in that they don't allow it. They don't like it. They hate smoking. They hate depicting smoking in any way, shape, or form. One of the characters, one of the main prominent characters of that show, Dale Gribble or Rusty Shackelford, he's pretty much always holding a cigarette and I am afraid of a world where he is no longer allowed to hold that cigarette I don't smoke but I want to be able to I want to live in a world where Dale Gribble is allowed to be seen smoking that's all is that too much to ask anyway uh, we'll we'll have more on this as it develops in the meantime let's move on to a little thing we like to call you know what? What do we call it? Del, what time is it? Chris to Chris presents Listen Question Time. Thank you, Del. We have some uh, great questions and comments this week. Our first question comes from Yilly. Yilly says, when does 100 degree weather start where you live? That is a wonderful question. And I know we talked ad nauseum about this in the beginning of the show, but I think it's going to come sooner than later. What is it? It's April now. 88 degrees high this week. You know what? May. Uh, it's either early June or mid to late May. Screw it. I'm going to say it's May. I, w I won't give you the exact... You know what? I will give you an exact date. Just to be, just to be fun. I, I, I haven't looked this up. I don't know what historically... The weather is in May, but I'm going to guess hot. I'm going to say May 28th. It's going to hit 100 or higher. What day is that? You know, let's find out. 
What day of the week is that? May 28th, 2020. That's just next month. That's next. That's uh, that's a Friday. May 28th, 2021 is a Friday. And I think it's going to be 100 degrees or hotter. Perfect way to start your weekend in just the sweltering heat of Montero. Thank you for the question, Yilly. Uh, Sean asks... Well, actually, Sean states, let it burn. He's got Elmo on fire, like a Montero music video. It says, let it burn. Thank you for the uh, statement, Sean. Uh, Devin says, am you figuratively static left then? Am you figuratively static left then? Devin, I have read this out loud. Mmm... I want to say at least two dozen times. Am you figuratively static left then? Am you figuratively static left then? I'm pretty sure that I'm playing a game of Mad Gabs, right? That's what it's called, Mad Gabs. Where I'm I'm trying to flub my way through a confusing sentence to get to the common phrase. But I'm failing. I've read this thing backwards. I read it forwards. Am you figuratively static get left then? Am you figuratively static left then? Am you figuratively static left then? I don't know. Am you? Am you figure? Am you figurative? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to figure this out one day, Devin. And I apologize that I have not already. But I thank you very much for the confusing statement. Now. We are ready for our Ken Blitz of questions. Our first question comes from Ken stating, why am I not getting alerts to your updates? Ken, that's because Mark Zuckerberg does not want our podcast to succeed. He is very much against it because if we have 8 billion listeners, we have uh, several billion more uh, people interacting with the show than currently interact with his website. Even though this fool... Is a, I'm, he's a billionaire, right? Zuckerberg, he, he's got to be a billionaire. There are rumors about him wanting to run for president, and then some kind of controversy surrounding him happened a few years ago. He had to testify before Congress or something, and it was exposed that he is, in fact, a robot. He is not an actual human being from what we can ascertain. He is an algorithm written by the Zuckerbot AI. Our next question comes from Ken. Ken says, do you feel killing hostages is really the best way to coerce a question from me? Yes, I do, Ken. Um, He is referring to our video of a potato watching a man eat french fries. And I think fear is a great way to to, uh, create a response from somebody. And apparently so does PETA. Peter loves to horrify. Nothing, nothing inspires me to go vegan than a, a, a PETA blood campaign. Thanks for the question, Ken. Ken says, is Mike the hero of his story or the villain of yours? Well, Ken, I like to say that I am the villain of my own story. This is something I've said on multiple occasions over the years. So with that in mind, I hope that Mike is really just like a a side character that goes back to his home planet one day. Mike, I I believe in you. I believe that you will leave my life one day. So do I. 
God willing. God willing. Thanks for the question, Ken. Ken says, what cryptid do you feel the most? I had to look up what a cryptid was. And apparently it's like the, the mythical-ish kind of animal, you know, like a, a Bigfoot or a, what's a snow Bigfoot called? A uh, abominable snowman? Ken, I'm going to go with uh, La Chupacabra. La Chupacabra. Because that's the one I, I hear the most about in Southern California. You know, you get some kind of scary-looking mutant hairless dog. You, you found a, a chupacabra. Like, that, that's, the, that's the thing that is, it hits closest to home because you can find a chupacabra almost anywhere you go out here. Final question from Ken says, who would you like to get a voice message from and what would you like them to ask? This is a great question, Ken. Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, they have maybe the two most dedicated fan bases in the whole world. Outside of maybe, I don't know, the the MAGA guys, the Trump, the Trump, the Red Hats. But uh, Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift, they, they've got some really dedicated fans that will, they'll go to bat for these chicks, right? So if either one of them, if either Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift could leave us a voicemail asking how to subscribe and listen to this show, that would be really good for our numbers. I know it. I know it because I could just explain it very clearly. Like, oh, thank you for the question, Ariana. Thank you for the question, Taylor. You just need to log into Spotify and search Chris to Chris, blah, 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 blah. In the meantime, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. So if any of you, if any of you know these girls, give them a ring, give them a text, call in your favor. I will owe you one, okay? It's that simple. Thank you for the question, Ken. Thank you for all of the questions and all of the statements. Everybody, you guys have been lovely. If you guys want to leave us a question, you can do so on our Facebook, on our Twitter, on our Instant Graham Cracker. It's the same for all of them. Up and loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. -E we also have a website called upandloaded.com where you can leave comments there as well. But do it. We want you to be part of this community. We want to share and love with you. So uh, that's been our questions. Um, last week, or last uh, podcast, we did... You know, let me try to find it here because I don't have my results just handy like a professional might. But uh, one of our uh, most recent episodes, we had a poll. We, we were talking about uh, Space Jam 2. They, uh, they got rid of Lola's titties. So we asked, is it wrong to give rabbits breast reduction surgery? And all of you said, yes. I need my sexy rabbits. Nobody was anti, uh, or nobody was for uh, breast reduction surgery in rabbits. And so uh, that's, our, that's our poll results. All of you guys are furries, apparently. This week, uh, we don't have a poll currently planned like professionals, but we will. That's why you have to follow us so that we can uh, get our act together after the fact. Anyway, this has been fun, right? This has been fun. Fun enough to, to recommend to a friend or family member or enemy or acquaintanceship or the person you bump into at Costco. So uh, this, you know what? Let's just, let's just end it, right? Uh, 
follow us on those social media platforms yada 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 uh, subscribe to the show tell people about it I don't know I, I, I'm lucky enough to not work this weekend I'm unlucky enough to work next weekend and it doesn't matter because the new episode will probably come out the first week of May unless you know I, I've been thinking about switching it up I've been thinking about switching it up. I had a lot of fun doing the Sonic episode, where it's it's more of a back and forth, and I don't have uh, uh, mutes like Mike just uh, not saying anything the entire time. So we we might do more of that. So we might we might switch it up. Stay tuned. You have to follow us and pay attention and be a part of our community to really be up to date on all this stuff. Anyway, I digress. This has been episode one hundred and fifteen of Chris to Chris. Do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else.